0: This is Jan Cox, talk number 2588, recorded October 6th, 2000. Since I made adequate mention of it last time, I don't have to keep saying that everything I talk about has, to me, a practical significance, so I don't have to keep saying It's surprising, even to me, how sick I get of saying I. The only time I do is when I'm talking to you people like last time and saying, this is what I found to be profitable. The reason I repeat it to you is that this is what I have been doing. Suffice it to say, from henceforth, until things take off in another direction, maybe for me and I have to change the verbal approach, What I'm talking about is not something I bring up just to kill time or just that I find intellectually interesting, which I do, but I'm saying this is how I go about it now. And I certainly encourage everyone still, if you have things that you do, continue to do them. I would even encourage people, if you don't feel that you're up to or that you don't feel like you're getting enough out of What may appear to be my more abstract discourses that if you can still benefit, which I wouldn't be surprised over any attempt that you used to find favor with, such as attempting to continually remember yourself or to observe yourself or to be mindful or to meditate, almost anything except I don't recommend giving up sex and food. But, but to do it, but just remember that the stuff I'm talking about, and I, again, have something in mind tonight, that I find it to be much more, much more. It is not simply intellectual speculation. To begin with, I guess it seemed that way to me. But I'm telling you, everything I have gotten from doing this in the last few years the only thing I can attribute it to is my continual working on, you might say, a study of what wanting to wake up is. Which has come down to what I told you as far as I am concerned now. or has been, the best description is, it is without any doubt, I can de- describe it better to me. But without any doubt, all it is is thought, thought in your head. Thought in your brain, that part of your brain that produces what we all agree is thought, for better or worse. It is thought itself trying to grasp itself. It's thought trying to wake up. It's thought thought trying to conceive of what it is. But on to what I was going to say, even though I have been talking about that for what now? A year and a half, fairly consistently and directly. You know, the truth is, or I found it to be the truth, finally, to be the fact, not the truth. I found it to be the operational fact that looking at anything on the basis of thought is still too crude, it's too gross, it is too clumsy. For instance, I have—I don't think I've ever—I know I haven't ever said it. I started to write it or say it one night to say that you can, without being an astrologer, you can make a reasonable—you can get an indication, not—I wouldn't say prediction. I started to say, but you can get an indication, perhaps, of the direction in which life is leaning in a certain matter by the thoughts coming out of the mouths of people involved in the example. And I'll give an example. It's fairly common, but just happened to be on the news today. A reporter, somebody wrote the story. It came about from a press release. It came about from a statement that some city officials had said, but it was in some city. And I assume it was the city council, and maybe a sub-council, something to do with zoning, but obviously had to have some liaisons to the uh, federal government. But at any rate, they were saying how stressed, how pushed their local airport in that city was for new space that it was becoming, the air was becoming so crowded that it reached the point that they simply must have, must have an additional runway. But, as bad as it was needed, that the mayor or someone said was needed last year, that in spite of that, nothing could really go on until they had full and adequate hearings to take in to account the concerns of adjoining property owners to take into account the concerns of the citizens who would be impacted by the new runway. The concerns. We all know what that means. It is a euphemism. And as always, you know, I'm not trying to make you laugh or be sarcastic. But if you'll follow me, I'm showing you what goes on and why I thought is too crude a level. I find it too crude a level now, and you should be able to, for it to be enlightening, or as enlightening as it could be. They're saying that before they can build a new runway, that they must have hearings, discussions, blah, blah, blah to take into account the concerns of the property owners, the citizens, who will be impacted. What are, they, what are they really saying? The concerns of the nearby property owners is already they're going crazy from the noise. And, and now they're going to say that we must now, as we expand the facilities, necessarily so here, we must take into account the concerns. It sounds as though You know, they may have some concerns that we will certainly deal with because they're citizens, they're voters, they're the ones that put us in office, they're the the people. They are the state, they are the government, and so we must take into account their concerns. So not only are they using, that life is making them use a euphemism, concerns, whereas they should be saying, the people are going crazy already. That we must take into account their concerns. It makes it sound as though not only might we not build a new runway, we may go back and close the ones that are already bothering them. When you know damn well there's no such thing going to happen, and what I'm saying is you can get an indication of the way life's going when it starts talking about a matter that everyone plainly knows what it is. That is, that living around the uh, airport, will almost drive you crazy. It is almost impossible to live next to an airport. Everybody knows that. You don't have to live by one. All you got to do is go out, catch a plane, go out at the airport, and somebody say, you realize there are people living in houses over there? And you, any six billion people on this planet, go, good God in heaven, I'd die. I'd be shooting them out of there. I'd be crazy. I'd, I would have killed them. How do they do it? Everybody knows that. When they mention the concerns of adjoining property owners, everybody knows what concern. Are they concerned that the planes that are going to land there may be painted in a color that's going to clash with their upholstery in their house? Is that their concern? Or that perhaps a plane will come in from a country with whom they have a differing political opinion? What if a plane from a socialist country, ooh, I couldn't stand that. Is that their concern? No. Are they concerned that planes are going to come in that serve alcohol? I'm a teetotaler. No. There's only one concern, is that goddamn noise is driving me crazy. And if you play another runway, it's going to be fucking worse. And so for them to say we're going to have we before we do anything, before we even talk about this any further, even though it's a it's a known fact, we, we desperately need another runway. But before we do anything We must take plenty of time, have full hearings, to take into full and complete account the concerns. That makes it sound as though they may do something about it. Now, what they're going to do by this already coming up, you know it. They're going to build another runway. That is the only reason. Well, I say the only reason. I, I put this to be as accurately as possible because I can see life is always... As I've said it to me, even if you look at it as being a piece of machinery, there is tolerance in it. And I have no indication that life knows in any precise manner what it's doing. That life is predictable. But at any rate, there's always a chance that they will not build the other runway. But if you want an indication of where life is leaning, you all know. If you've got any kind of alertness to what goes on in life or any past interest and you paid any attention Once that subject has made the news that we need, the many people say that we need a new runway at the airport, but before, before we can seriously even start considering that, we're going to have to have great impact studies, many hearings to take into full account the property owner's concerns. Now, you know that means the chances are another couple of years, you're going to see a runway being built. It is a safe bet for a non-gambler, or else things would not be going verbally in that way. If they were not, then reporters and everyone else might be talking about such things as, uh, well, let's say that just one person, the uh, somebody connected to one of the airlines, the chairman of the board, or somebody says, If you people in that city, if you don't build another runway, we may quit flying in there. We may cause you an adverse financial uh, effect if you people don't. It's getting intolerable. And so let us say then that that makes the news. But let's say that for whatever reason, who knows, that life is not leaning toward that. Things are not leaning that way then you will hear an outcry of neighbors saying, good God, we're all going crazy now. The hundreds of people or thousands of people be outside of City Hall or somewhere shaking their fists. That will be the news. Not neighbors showing up going, by the way, we have certain concerns that we would like to have addressed before we can. They'd be hollering, you idiots. If you put another runway, we'll dynamite the damn thing. We'll all go crazy. You can't do this. You can almost bet on this that no runway is going to get built. Not anytime soon. It will have to pop back up. And the next time around, instead of the news being about the neighbors hollering, we're going crazy, rather than that be the news, the news be that the mayor or someone says, before we can go any further, before we can even think, before we can even consider the matter, We must take into full account the concerns. Then you know the winds have changed. Here is one of my questions. That I say is a method to awaken. You can't look at it thought wise because you can go forever. If you look at it thought wise you would start getting into. And I could do it. You people know damn well I can. I used to impress myself. Somewhat. And my ability to do it, just on the spot, cold, I can hear something like that, and I can begin to spill out a good, as long as you want, well, probably 30 or 40 minutes, a good commentary based upon a sociological interpretation of what's going on and why people are using. But I would be dealing with it, if I was talking to an ordinary group of people, I would be dealing with it on a very crude level, like, well, here's the way humans operate. The city council. People who have been in public life, they know to speak in bureaucraties. They know to use euphemisms. They know not to say just immediately because they know they've already had trouble. Whoever it was, the mayor almost didn't carry the precinct out at the airport last time. No incumbent has in that city for years because of the fact that the people who live around the airport, they hate it so bad that whoever's in office, they always blame the head man, the mayor. Let's say if the airport's within a city limit, in the city limits. So every mayor has always ha- had a losing proposition to get the people out there. So I could, so I could spill out, just standing here cold, a, a good, as long as the audience was interested, a good 20 or 30-minute psychological dissertation on why they speak in bureaucraties, why they speak in euphemisms, and what it really represents. Or... I could deal with it. I could say, "All right, I'll give you a psychological," as so though I was dealing with the individual people, or I could do it from a strictly political view. About this is the way that the political machinery of things work all around the world. I could do all of that, and I could do it in such a way that the the audience, if they were interested in the subject to start with, would find it very insightful. I would probably get a nice round of applause, and people would say, That was, I never thought about some of that. You have explained much. I have explained nothing. It just goes round and round and round. I asked myself this, suggesting you do the same. Reminding you again, you have to remind yourself all the time. Everything that men think, everything that men say, comes from what we call thought in their brain, and everything. That the brain produces that we call thought is a result of cellular activity in the brain in certain areas. Unless something miraculous happens to me, I I can't think, quote, I can't put it this way. I can't think at a cellular level. In case any of you think that I can do something miraculous like that. I can't, quote, think, I can't feel at a cellular level. I guess I'm struggling to by doing this. That wasn't my plan, but anyway, back to the reality of it: that without any doubt, in our brains, there are areas. And it's all made up of cells, neurons. But oh I still like to picture little cells, the little square ones with arms and legs, rather than neurons, makes it easier, since neurons are all strung out in funny shape. Which, by the way, I never pointed out. I don't want to be offensive, but I find that. Very interesting. With the rest of our body, the cells are pretty, I mean, what you'd expect. Kind of round, square. A few I've seen pictures of, even octagonal. I mean, the kind of thing you look at and you think, yes. Geometry. I mean, that's life. But you look at neurons. And it looks like a regular cell, like a nice square one that somebody had grabbed two ends and, you will stretched them and pulled them all up. They look yucky, but anyway, I'll let that go. I don't know what else to say. But at any rate, the cells in our brains, in humans' brains, and notice even though humans seem to differ, differ in different uh, races, culture, just every kind of way. Notice this: all around the world, the cells that make men think or that are responsible for thought, whether you ever looked at it this way, they have more in common than they do in distinction. You can always, it's easy to pull up a, an absolute glaring anomaly or a difference between two groups of people. You can say, well, the people in the culture or nation X, look, they have a certain attitude toward uh, something or other, toward art, toward sex, toward religion. And look over here, halfway around the world you have this other group and their view is just the opposite. And you can go, well, boy, you know, things are not the same. This is not one world. By and large, the cellular activity in people's brains have much more all across the world in common than they do in difference. That's why I say I can see it almost. Is forget that down the mushroom field that somebody found, whatever it was, two or 3,000 acres that they decided it was all connected and has now been declared as the largest living entity on the earth that took over the Australia and the Great Barrier Reef, is this thing is huge. That's child's play. I say that you stretch out all of the neurons, all the cellulite to produce thought across this planet, and I see it as one big organism, and not really metaphorically. Anyway, it's connected. Because the same kind of subject, or take something. take something absolutely... Off the board, the idea of life after death. Every person on this planet will debate that. That is, they think about it. And it doesn't matter whether they're for or against it. Same thing with God. It doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or a religious person. If you don't see that, you miss the whole point. The point is, the cellular activity produces thoughts all across the world from the most backward, aborigines, people still alive, To the most sophisticated. Their cells immediately accept. That that is a proper subject for thought. You know I don't get. I've been over that many times. But this is a bit. This example I find. Different enough to have been. Interesting to me. That's why I'm bringing it up. So here we go. Why. At the cellular level when I repeat, uh, if you can see it this way, at the cellular level, I don't know how you can deny this, at the cellular level, the knowledge of what's going on, or put the cells must know better than thoughts do what's going on. Thought cells must know, have a clearer notion of what they're doing than thoughts do. All I can do is say that. Well, I'm going to point out what I have that look down on the basis that, that say that the cellulars that the cells are responsible for producing thought. And so and in, in any way that makes quote sense to us, not as being in thought, so it is sort of a it's a tricky proposition to talk about. But from any view that makes quote sense to us, which is thought sense, then the cells that produce thought must be a bit more intelligent. Because they're the ones they are responsible for what turns out to be thought. So they have got to be quicker. They've got to be sharper. They're operating at a level closer to life than thought is. So, again, not being able to describe it since we can't or I can't, and I assume you can't, that you can't actually think or feel or be conscious at a cellular level enough to actually say what they're doing. So, of course, I'm just making it up. But the cells, if you're following, which I say is still profitable, I find it profitable. If you're following this, even if, at the cellular level, or the cells must know have a better idea of what they're doing than thoughts do. Here's the question. I'm finally getting to it. Well, thank God. What do cells have to gain by speaking in euphemisms? Now, that's why I said, if you missed it, why... Once you begin to see a bit clearer that it's too gross to speak at the human level or even the thought level. Because I can answer that at the human level. I can say, well, the mayor says we won't build a new runway until we have had full hearings and take into account the concerns of the good citizens who live near the airport. Now, you can say, well, what does does he have to gain by saying that? Well, his damn job to keep from being lynched and if not in person, in effigy. Then I could even, I could carry it further than just the mayor. I could look at it sociologically. What does the mayor and everybody around him? What does the city council? What do all the people who depend on the mayor? What does this vague thing called government, a collection of people's minds and interests, what does it have to gain? And it's obvious. You say, well, they're trying to protect themselves. It doesn't tell you anything. I mean, it seems to be true. We all take it as true. Well, sure. Politicians will lie, they'll speak in euphemisms, which is a euphemism itself, for a lie. That they will speak in euphemisms to keep their job. To keep from getting run out of town. To try and pull a deal that they knew that the public wouldn't put up for, had they been aware of it head on to start with. Well, we know all that. Well, I say we know all that. We accept all that as being true. So you can say, well, a man will lie. When it's to his benefit. But by the way, since I brought that up at the crude level, people don't really question that. I'm going to question it for you. Why do men, let's go back for a minute to the crude level, the gross level. Why do humans lie about themselves? Why do humans lie? And it's an accepted fact by everybody on this planet that people lie all the time and it's a shameful thing and blah, blah, blah. Why do people lie? Now at first, I separate it like this. And I don't know how any reasonable person could deny this. It is understandable if a person lies about survival. If your neighbor came to you and said, we're starving, do you have any extra food? And that you have just enough for your family. And you say, no, we ran out of food ourselves last week. Now, everybody understands that you might do that to your own brother. To protect your children, your family, you would lie. After that. I ask you, what do humans have to gain by lying? And the answer to other to ordinary minds would, again, to appear to be obvious and acceptable. Because I could say, all right, a man will lie to uh, preserve his reputation. Someone say, ask the mayor, did you actually take a bribe from that person? They go, no. And I say, well, why did he lie? And you go, well, that's obvious. To protect his reputation, to protect his job, to protect himself. I wish somebody's face would really light up so I'd think, aha, uh-huh, and wouldn't have to go any further. Do you realize that that's not valid? It's not genuine? It's not true. And if you don't watch it, your thoughts will sit right there and say that I'm wrong. Well, it does. People do lie, and it works to protect themselves. I guess I'm going to have to get crude. It doesn't work. But it's more refined than that. It doesn't exist. I know people say it. The man can say, no. The mayor says, no, I didn't take a bribe. It doesn't work. Well... Maybe that wasn't the best example. How about this? Uh, some people are sitting around and uh, watching television and a ski meet comes on. or People are skiing in a movie. And maybe one person said, God, that looks like it'd be fun. Or, Boy, don't you wish you were out there with all... And one guy says, Jesus... That is the dumbest thing. That is, people look so stupid out doing that and working up a sweat. Of course, you can say about all, all kinds of sports. Let's say he does that. He really takes off like, boy, they like a bunch of sissies, guys out there with those tight clothes and damn, a bunch of damn, I bet most of them are on dope. And he just goes on and on. Everybody knows. Uh, what would they call it? They'd say, well, he protests too much and he's probably jealous. And here could be the truth, that the man could tell it. If somebody could say, do you really think skiing is that stupid? Here would be what would be behind it in a psychological interpretation. That the guy who would really run run off from bad mouth skiing, if you said, what's really going on? He could say, well, I look at skiing and that looks like that must be the neatest, sexiest, most enjoyable thing possible. And I don't do it and therefore I hate it. And everybody go, well, okay. You no, we figured something like that. Sure they did. He didn't fool anybody. Nobody ever fools anybody in that kind of way. In case the taking a bribe thing, you might have thought, well, he could lie and people wouldn't find out about it. At least for a while. But lying about yourself is really what I had in mind. I didn't so that would be a better example, I assume you all get it, that if you tell, if you lie about yourself, it's impossible to support it. Even about non-things, about things non-physical. You obviously can't lie and tell somebody that you're six foot three if you're five foot two. But I'm telling you, you can't lie to somebody about your thoughts. It will not work. As I said, that, Term doesn't cover it. I can see it in a more refined manner, but I don't know how to describe it. It simply will not work. It's a waste of time. It's a useless act. I mean, really, not on a moral basis. It's not that God's going to bring the truth out and people find out about you. People can't hide what's going on. We're not built that way. That's not the way life arranged except as I said, when it comes to survival men can fake it. You can hide food. You can look at somebody and lie and say, I don't have any food. My family's starving too. And you're lying like hell and you look people dead in the eye. But when people start asking, are you, uh, do you actually believe, do you doubt that there's a God? I mean, here you are a priest. Tell me the truth. Do you ever doubt there's a God? No, I never do. Nobody believes it. Oh, some other people If they ask him, he says, no, I never doubt it. They went, well, okay, I'm glad to hear that. And they walked out and you stopped him and you said, I heard that conversation. Do you believe what he said? And they would lie and say, yeah. But if you were a third person, you'd know. Well, you're lying. You're afraid that he was lying. You figure that, you know, sometimes he's got to. Do you follow it? A parishioner asked a priest, tell me the truth. Do you ever doubt the existence of God? He says, never. And go, Father, don't lie to me. No, oh, certainly I wouldn't lie to you about that. Never. I have no doubt. He says, thank you. I'm saying that the par- that the parishioner knew he was lying. And if a disinterested party a reporter heard it all and fired the parishioner outside and said, do you think he would lie to you? They would lie and say, well, no, a priest wouldn't lie to me. But the reporter would know, well, you just lied to me. The person says, no, a priest, it would be impossible for a priest to lie. The reporter go, well, I know they were lying. Does anybody get it? Well, how about this? Then the parishioner walks off and the reporter's assistant who was in the car, a cub reporter, walks up to the reporter and says, because they went there to find out how strong is people's faith. That was going to be the story. So the cub reporter goes up to the reporter and goes, I saw you telling the parishioner what happened. And he says, well, I was inside and heard that parishioner ask the priest if he ever died of the existence of God. And the priest said no. And so I fired the parishioner out and I said, do you believe that the, that the priest lied to you or told you the truth? And the parishioner said, oh, well, the priest couldn't lie to me. I said, really? He went, yeah. I guess I should have made it clear. It's going to get real complicated. <sighs> the reporter says, when I asked the parishioner, do you believe a priest would ever lie to you? And and the reporter tells the cub reporter that the parishioner says, at first the priest said, no, I never thought the existence of God. And I said, really, Father? And he went, okay, I'll tell you the truth. I got no idea. The cub reporter would know that the reporter had lied about what the parishioner had said, that the priest said. Well, you got to admit, I give it a good shot. I am telling you on a level, I'll try it one more time, that's not necessarily as obvious. But don't just dismiss it or accept it just literally. But I'm telling you, when it comes to lying about, not what you are, not about your height, not about your temperament. I mean, if you ask a guy, do you still have the bad temper you used to back in high school? No. Ah, oh, come on, you couldn't have changed that much. Ah, oh, shut the hell up. You can't hide that. But when it comes to thought, there's something else going on. All right. The reason I got off on that was we all know that it's accepted by experts and ordinary people alike through cocktail psychology. That, that people lie to protect themselves. That that's the reason people lie and say that they did not say something that they don't believe something. All right. I'm saying to begin with, it doesn't work. Don't let that stop you if you don't see that. I know it it was tricky for me. But go past that. And now let me ask you, why do cells lie when they know what they're doing? Why do cells make thoughts lie when the cells know that they made the thoughts lie and so they know the truth even if you believe that thoughts can lie? That is, even if you believe people can lie. For the moment. Which to believe that then of course you've got to believe that thoughts can lie. Because remember we're talking about non-physical things. So you've got to believe that thoughts can lie. But now I'm saying how can thoughts lie. When thoughts are are the result of cells. And how can the cells in your brain that made up the thoughts. How can they lie. They put the thought together. They put the thought together that says. I never doubt the existence of God. The cells know. That sometime in the past they may thought, make up the word God and the idea of God. So cells know now, every time they make a thought, say, yes, I believe so and so, or no, I don't believe it. They, quote, know the truth. You understand? Of course, to them, it's not the truth or a lie because they're making it all up. It is simply an output of their operation. Now back to my question. What? is to be gained. What is the purpose in cells lying? What is the purpose in cells coming up with the term euphemism and put it in thought's mouth and now thoughts think that people can think the truth or they can be mistaken. Does anybody understand it's like cells have created, have whittled a little puppet produced a little thinking and talking machine that they program and why would they program it to deny itself why would it why would sales program the machine that thinks and talks but that thinks and program into its thoughts self-doubt so that thoughts think I could be wrong. The other person could be right. Or the other person could be wrong. The other person could be intentionally wrong. What is to be gained by cells acting stupid? And from one view, of course, you know I'm being as crude as I can be. Well, I say that. I don't know how to be much more specific because I'm not a cell. Why would they engage? What could be the possible purpose of course, you can always circle this back around to the absolute largest view instead of the smallest view. Instead of cellular, look at it as life itself. I can do it either way. I don't know why you can't. They just look at it, kind of tr- taking in the whole universe at one time. And, of course, settling on us. But think, what is life? What does life have to gain? It's produced a creature like us. As far as we can tell, we're unique. We're unique and above the average on this planet. Why would it create a creature and then have the creature doubt itself? Then have the creature's supreme operation, its singular attribute, its crowning glory, the thing that makes it singular, why would it put end to that singular operation? Self defeating, self doubting or if you prefer, stupid aspects. What would life have to gain? Or put to know What would life have the gain by having a creature inside of it that it makes the creature lie? To say one thing when it knows it's not true, that we will not build an airport until all of the citizens, all of the local <coughs> residents' concerns are met. And it's a goddamn lie. Everybody knows it's a lie. Everybody that has any interest in the matter anybody with any intelligence, as soon as the mayor says, I know there's been many people pressing for a new runway, but no, I will not be pressured into hasty moves like that before I even think about it, before I listen to any sort of suggestion, any sort of proposal. huh? No, there are too many concerns of our good citizens living out by their airport now. There are concerns that must be fully addressed I must be satisfied with that before I will even listen to this. Everybody who hears that knows that it is a goddamn lie. They know that the mayor, one way or the other, however they believe it and however it is, that he's already been bought. They know one thing. There's a new runway going up. That's what they hear. And they know he's staying there telling a bald-faced lie, as ordinary people call it. But now you've got to get past this point. Well, sure, he's lying because he's just trying to save his job. He doesn't want to create an uproar. He's going to slip it in on people. What is the point? What could life be gaining by having people look at the several ways? Lie. I say that they're not lying because I say everybody knows better. They know the truth. But why does life even set this up to where people believe that other people are lying? And it's not accomplishing anything. That is, that the people being lied to know they're being lied to. So what was the point? Why go through all of this? Why not just come and build the goddamn runway and fuck us? I mean, that's the way it's going to turn out anyway. Why not do it? Why all this damn cat dancing around? Get it over with. I'd rather be shot quickly. It's not the way life works. It's not the way the cells in our brain works. And I ask you, Why, to what possible profit, do things operate that way? Every other part of our body operates in a totally different manner. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, there's no other organ in the body. There's no other operation in the body. But if you want to look at it on the basis of organs, the brain being the most intelligent, the newest, the most active, takes the most blood, takes the most oxygen, just all in all, most of us, I assume, think probably higher of our brain than, I, no offense, but our liver and our you know, kidneys. Hope I don't offend mine. But so why is it arranged that in the cellular activity that produces thought, that produces what we all individuals think of as being our self? Does the activity continually engage? Continually. You know, you understand, I just picked out this one example there for it. Continually engage in what amounts to lying. Speaking in euphemisms. Speaking in ways that misdirect one's attention. Even though it doesn't work. Well, how about this? What if it did work? Then the question is even stronger to me. Is what's the purpose? Why does life, if people can lie, then what's the point in life having let's say, half the people lying to the other half at any particular time and the other half believing it. To me, it's even stupider or more curious. I say it doesn't work. And still, I assume that's tricky to see the way I'm putting it. It was tricky for me to see myself for a long time. So if that doesn't strike you of me saying, what's the purpose of people lying when nobody believes it anyway? And if you think, well, people do believe it. Okay, let's go with that. Like I said, to me, it's even more curious than why would life arrange it to where people can lie to each other and it work. Is life suicidal? Is life, I guess, a closet masochist? And if this universe is by itself so it doesn't have a friend who would be, of course, a sadist to be nice to him, then maybe this universe does it to itself. There's self-inflicted masochistic thrills. I mean, why else would life have its outstanding creature its best creation as far as we know thus far and make it be able to lie to itself that is flummox itself dumbfound half of it dumbfound itself and the other fat, half be dumbfounded what is it so life can make the universe have little cramps and get bent over when it happens and go ooh maybe thinking to itself how can they be that stupid that's not a question if life's responsible, there's no answer to it. How can they be that stupid? The answer is, well, I'm making them that stupid if that's what they are. And now we're back to the question. To what end? Why did the cells in your brain, how about, let me make it personal. Why of the cells in your brain, which without any doubt, as you know, are solely responsible for what you think, which includes what ordinary people say they believe, Includes what ordinary people call their self image, what ordinary people call knowledge of themselves, what ordinary people call themselves. The cellular activity, what purpose does it have in you telling lies about yourself? Once you get past, which shouldn't be that hard, because you might at first, even self effacingly, you might say, Well, I'm like everybody else, I guess. I can take a nap. And I'll say something just to try and make myself sound good. I'll say that I've done things I haven't done. Or I'll tell some woman I just met that, you know, that I'm a physician when I'm not. That sounds all right. That sounds acceptable. Well, people do that. I don't know, this must be a cutoff line somewhere, without me having to try and convince you or to give you some additional psychological rationale of this. I just feel like most of you, if you just look, you see right through that. That is, you see that that's not what's going on. And yet at the level of thought, it is absolutely defensible. In fact, it appears to be the only answer to say, well, why would somebody lie? Why would somebody say that they have one kind of job when they don't? Why would anybody do that? And everybody on this planet, everybody, every ordinary person's ordinary thoughts would go, well, it's obvious, you're an idiot. It's to make themselves look better. No big deal. Or if it is a big deal. Anyway, there's the answer. I say it's not an answer. What do your cells and your brain have to gain... Uh, somebody, and don't get stuck on my example, because I can just keep on and on. But there you stand, in a checkout line at a supermarket, and an absolute stranger speaks to you, a few words get back and forth, and you just happen to make some comment. Maybe they're mentioning something about a headline on a, one of those uh, newspapers. Something about, you know, such and such movie star lost four thousand pounds over, you know, over one weekend with a grapefruit diet of some kind. And the person goes, "Do you believe that?" And you go, "Well, and not only are those kind of papers uh, questionable in their reporting techniques, but uh, as a physician, I can tell you. Oh, are you a doctor? Oh, well, yes. All right, I'm asking you. We can explain it forever, and it goes nowhere." on psychological term in psychological terms, on a sociological basis, on a sexual basis, I could do, you know it. I'm asking you, think about it, as you stand there, and th- if it was you, your brain cells, in one part of your brain, made you do that. Whoever you are. They produce the thoughts, that wiggle the tongue, and you say, well, speaking as a physician, I can tell you immediately, that no, Why did they do that? For what possible reason did your brain cells make your thoughts, make your tongue tell this person this lie? Why did they do that? What possible reason would they have to do that? If pondering such questions that do not eventually wake you up, then I'll put it this way, they should at least Keep you awake. Maybe that's what I've done. Just irritated myself into another state. Just laying there in bed. <laughs> sitting there staring at a blank TV, an unplugged TV. Thinking, why would my brain cells do it? That? Maybe that's it. I've just irritated myself into higher states of consciousness. <laughs> I never understood it. I'm glad I showed up here tonight. I have never seen it from that particular vantage point. That concludes this talk. Be sure to visit us at JanCox.com, where you can search through 3,000 talks for topics of interest, or just leave us a message.